0: Hello and welcome to, to the, the Health and Health Harmony Podcast. We are your hosts. hosts I'm Roxy and I'm B. We've come together to create a healing tribe of humans who want to create a healthy balance between their internal and external worlds. We want to shine light on the tools and techniques as well as the information you'll need to grow your mind, body and soul. Whether you've just started or are already on your way with your self-love journey, we are here to hold your hand and guide you to becoming your best self. Join us every week as we discuss the different tips and tricks that will give you the stepping stones to help get you there. We want to bring light and presence to a dark and ego-driven world. Make yourself a priority and let's start filling that cup. If you want to get to know us better, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Health and Harmony Girls. We are so excited for you to join our healing tribe. Hello and welcome back to the Health and Harmony podcast. This is episode two and we have our first guest on the show ever. We're so super excited about this. Today we spoke to Kylie from Mind Your Hero. She is the owner of Mind Your Hero, which is a company that produces the most beautiful 12-week journals, pretty much self-discovery journals. I'm obsessed with them. I'm sure you will, you will be too when you have a look. Um, but besides that, she's also an amazing life coach. She discusses with us today how she came up with the idea for her Mind Your Hero journals, how she's gotten her business where it is today, and also touches on a few topics like the mind-body connection, some of the universal laws, and even quantum physics. We found this super, super interesting, and we hope that you do too. So without further ado, here we go into episode number two. All righty. Okay, so welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) We're very excited today because we have a super special guest. Um, I don't know if you I'm sure you most of you have heard um, about Kylie from Mind Your Hero. Um, And before I introduce it, I actually wanted to tell you how I came across you. I was trying to remember it on the way here this morning, the full story. But I think I found you on Instagram um, when you still had the old hero journal. And I was just blown away because obviously I'd seen journals like that overseas and all over the place, but nothing that was based in South Africa. So I was so excited because, you know, I love my journaling. Um, and then I figured out when I was like researching you that you actually lived down the road for me. And I was like, what? This is amazing. Our paths are we're meant to cross. <laughs> um, and then I think you did, um, you had a stand at one of my markets that I had for one of my other businesses. And that's where our little journey started. It's been amazing to watch you grow. So yeah, tell us your story.
1: Well, firstly, thanks for having me on guys. I'm so excited for today. And it was amazing. I remember your email you sent me. I actually had to like reread it because there was this girl who had this massive brand and she's asking me to have a stand at her like, pop-up store and um, market. It was I was completely fangirling. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. I get to actually have my store at Hoko Active Event. So thank you. It's been Yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Um, So as Rox mentioned, I started off with the Find Your Inner Hero journal, which looks very different to the journals that we have today. And that's how the brand started. It started out as a purely and solely a journal company and it's subsequently become a coaching company. It has a few more products and we are looking at expanding that even more at the moment. So
0: yes, taking over. (laughs) Amazing. And also like, I'd love to know, how you came up with the idea of the hero journal, just because I think it's such an amazing brand and obviously how you've now made it into what it is today.
1: So it starts in 2018 when I did Mad to Run. So I ran from Johannesburg to Cape Town, which is a 1,520 kilometer relay run. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Just say the kilometers again. <laughs> <laughs> 1,520 kilometers at relay, relay. I didn't do that
2: all myself. <laughs> Still, but just for everyone to, that is a lot of kilometers. <laughs> yeah, so you
1: have to do a half marathon every single day for seven days. And on the eighth day, you end off by doing two oceans half marathon. And at that time, I'd already gone through quite a lot of therapy myself. I had already done quite a lot of self-discovery. And I was at a crossroads with what I wanted to do with my career. So I come from an interior architecture background, which is very different to what I'm doing now, but not really. I'll tell you the link a little bit later. Um, but basically, on this journey, I set an intention at the beginning to find where I wanted to go in life, and. I came back and it was the most life-changing, incredible, extraordinary adventure. And I didn't find the answers on the journey. But what did happen was, is that I realized that I had an incredible mental strength. I, I don't come from a running background. In fact, I battle and I struggle to run. I was one of the slowest runners on the team, but that was okay. I was completely so okay with that because I was doing it for me, nobody else. And I wasn't competing with anybody. And I realized that my mind got me to Cape Town. It wasn't my physical strength. It wasn't my training. Like yes, I had trained damn hard. I'd eaten correctly. I'd given up alcohol. Like done all the right things to get there. But it was my mind that got me to Cape Town. And I came back and I was like, I really just want to share this information because I've always been interested in visualization. I've always been interested in manifestation. I think I read the Law of Attraction, The Secret, um, when I was probably sixteen. So I've always been into that. I've always been into my angels. Have angel cards and always been into that kind of world but it was more of a passion and a hobby well a belief system it was it was a belief system and when I came back I was like I really just want to share this information with people but how can I do it because I'm not a psychologist I'm not a therapist I'm not a trained professional how can I share this information and it slowly started coming to me in what I would call a divine download to start a journal I was like I have probably about 10 different journals. I have one for gratitude. I've got one for my goal setting. I've got one for forgiveness work. I've got one for every damn thing. And I look like a Hermione Granger all the time, carrying all these <laughs> books around. Why can't I just combine it all into one form and use the journal prompts that I use every single day to help myself and have helped myself through my journey. And that's how it started coming about. So yeah, I'm a kind of person, when I get an idea, I just dive head first in, don't really know the consequences mm-hmm. or the rules or anything like that and i just did i dived headfirst found a production company in south africa and produced my first journals by the december of 2018 and um, only produced 100 and it was it was quite expensive to produce them locally unfortunately and the most amazing thing happened a uh, a coach from America who also has his own journal brand. It's the 90X Planner. He approached me and he's like, I love what you're doing, but you need help, <laughs> yeah. which we all do when we first starting out. And if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have a business still today. And I reached, he reached out to me. I eventually went on to his mastermind program and being part of a mastermind was the most incredible thing ever because it expanded my mindset past the limitations that I I didn't even know that I had the limitations I did, but it had just broadened my mindset so much. Also did one-on-one coaching with him. And that's when I fell in love with the coaching space and seeing the difference. Cause when I started, mind you hero, I- Ashamed to even say this, but I didn't even know that mindset coaching existed. Mm -hmm. I knew that the power of the mind existed, but I didn't know that mindset coaching was actually a thing. So then I started deciding, well, how can I best help people? And that's when I'd heard of NLP long before, but I didn't know that I could become a practitioner. It was kind of like, what? I can become a practitioner of this? This is amazing. And that's when I went on and did my NLP certifications and time-based techniques, hypnosis, and have done a lot more courses subsequent to that. And it's just an ever-growing, expanding experience.
0: That's amazing. It's so, sorry, excuse me. It's so like amazing to hear people's different journeys, but there's so many similarities that I picked up now. Like B and me were even speaking this morning about how people always have all these ideas that they want to do and they want to try, but they never actually just start, And we were like, you just need to start like, and I know I've learned this from you that failure is feedback um, and it's the best way to learn. If you don't try and fail, you're never gonna learn how to do it better and just succeed in what you actually wanna do.
1: Exactly. And I also believe that thinking creates overthinking. Action creates clarity. So everybody waits for the perfect moment to start something when they've figured it all out. Guys, you will never figure it all out by not taking action. With me, for example, I would never have figured out how to have a coaching business unless I put myself out there and decided, you know what, let me join this mastermind group. Was it a scary experience like paying that investment? Yes, of course it was. But I look back and that investment has come back to me tenfold probably more but tenfold
0: i think also there with the the investment in yourself it's such a big thing and that's something actually that you've taught me is that um investing in yourself is probably the best thing that you'll ever do um sorry i don't know why i've got something in my throat you've got a frog in your throat i've got a frog in my throat (laughs) um but yeah so like if probably no one knows listening to this now, but I invested with you for this um, coaching course that we're doing now. And it's literally been the best investment I've ever made. Um, And it's taught me that I like investing myself is probably the best money I'll ever spend because it does, like you said, it comes back tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. It's the most amazing investment you'll ever make.
1: Definitely. I don't think I'll ever stop investing in coaching or mastermind groups or any of these things. And the investment goes up substantially with every new coach I find, but I'll never stop investing because learning about yourself, it's endless. It's it's really, really endless.
0: Yeah. And that ties back so beautifully with your journal because that helps you on your journey to That's like your first little investment that you can actually make in yourself that helps you to start to grow and realize that you can invest in yourself more when you start to realize what you want to do, what your passions are, what your dream is.
1: Exactly. And I think... And I think especially just to touch a little bit on Corona, I think this year has been incredible because as tough as it has been for so many people, it's gotten people to stop and say, is this what I actually want for my life? Is this what I really and truly desire to have in my life? I think a lot of people have come back to self and even though it's been a hard journey, I mean, I always say that the chaos comes before the clarity and I think a lot of people have been thrown into a lot of chaos this year, but I think it's a way, forward of finding that clarity and it's all because we've had this moment to pause come back to self and go forward with a clearer vision and it's ironic that 2020 is the year that we found our vision
0: for ourselves 2020 yeah. vision 2020
2: <laughs> i love vision. that that's such a clever thing
0: yeah um yeah corona i mean. A lot of people are probably going to listen to this and be like, these girls are crazy. Yeah. But I think Corona has been the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to this entire world. It really has forced people to like soul search and go within because instead of waking up at Sparrow's Farts in the morning, rushing to work, doing it full day at work, getting home, feeding the kids, putting them to bed, like binge watching Netflix and going back to bed, you're now forced to be in this situation where you're stuck with yourself. you you do a lot of reflection on your life. And and I think a lot of people have started to realize that what they're doing now is not what they want to be doing for the rest of their lives. And I can see how so many people are flourishing now because they've actually taken a step back, reevaluated their entire life and be like, is this what I want to be doing a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. Um, And people are changing their whole lives. It's just been an amazing thing for me to watch. Definitely, it's
1: and it goes past just looking at yourself. People have become more healthy; they've become a lot more health conscious because they realize that the best way to fight disease is through immunity. So, how do you build up immunity? It's well, looking after yourself. And a lot of people don't even realize this, but health and wealth are so interconnected as well. And I love the fact that they there's just a word, a single letter difference, which is health and wealth. And if you're looking after yourself your wealth will substantially increase because you're starting to value yourself. And if you're valuing yourself, then the universe shows you more value and that's often in monetary blessings.
2: I think that's, what's been so hard for people um, during this whole process of actually being like in a forced lockdown where I think, It might be wrong of me to say, but I would say that the creative industry has like thrived in this period where we've been able to like create and have the time to do things for ourselves. Because a lot of people in the creative industry are doing things on the side or it's like their side thing while they're building their business and being in the situation where you're in a full-time job, you're busy all the time, you have constant thoughts running through your mind. It's so easy for those people to always make an excuse and be like, I don't have the time to do this or I don't have those five minutes or it's just an easy excuse for everyone to be like, you know, my day is so busy. So you don't have that time to sit and like, even for five minutes, think about what's going on internally. Now being forced into this COVID situation of being stuck at home or being stuck with yourself or stuck with people in your home, you're forced to process things that you were never forced to process before because your mind and activity every day was just tenfold or even more what it is now. You're literally, your mind's busy 24 seven. Now you're sitting by yourself and you're like, okay, as you said, do I really want to do this in my life? When will I be able to do something else? Can I do something else? Am I able to do other things? Whereas before it was just like this 24 seven work mind and it's like, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like I have no time to do other things. And now those people are sitting back and going, you know what, maybe I am an accountant, but maybe I really like photography or you know, maybe I like to do this or maybe I like to do that or maybe I don't like to serve people all the time and I don't enjoy the job that I'm doing. And now People have to sit back and be like, okay, where do we go from here? And the people that are coming out positive on the other side of COVID, that's why we sound crazy is because we've gone through the process in a good kind of way. I think it's difficult for the people that are like, oh my gosh, I have never done self work before and I've never spoken about myself or even heard my inner thoughts. What am I doing? I'm stuck in my house. Like, help me.
1: And I think that's such a beautiful point is that, you know, once we do come up, the other end, the people that have done this soul journey work, we're all like, oh my gosh, life is just so beautiful. And we see everything <laughs> in positive light. But I think a lot of people don't talk about the hull that you go through when you first go inside yourself. And I, I mean, I always say this, the darkness always descends in some point in one of my programs, especially anisha Hero. And when the darkness descends, I'm there to walk you through it. But without going through that darkness you'll never find the light. And that's the law of polarity because a lot of people know this, but if you are listening to me for the first time, I use the 12 universal laws in a lot of my coaching. Law of attraction is one of them, but the law of polarity states that for everything in our universe, there's a polar equal opposite. So if you're going through a really tough time right now, there is clarity and peace at the other end of it. There is that peace from going and leaning into the hard times, leaning into the chaos and then finding your clarity. Um, there's actually a really fun story. So last night we had, Rox can attest to this in our coaching session. It was quite a difficult one. And there were lots of tears from the ladies and one of the ladies completely broke down and we stayed on a little bit afterwards just to like help her through and everything. And she sent me a message and she said, this was the hardest and the scariest thing I've ever had to do, but it's also the best thing and I feel so incredible doing it, and she she did. She went through hell, but she enjoyed it at the same time, which I know is so ironic. <laughs> I know it's so ironic. I mean, I think my neighbors probably think I'm really crazy because when I do do forgiveness exercises, at one point I'm crying and I'm letting it all out, and then I'm burning stuff, and then I'm doing a dance party just to like get the yeah. energy and the happy energy up. And people probably think we're crazy when we do this kind of work, but it's just the the end result, and I don't think there's ever a true, true end result, but the end result from going through like the belly of the beast, that death and rebirth moment, which comes from the hero's journey, going through that and coming out a new person, it's just magical.
0: It really is magical. Definitely. And I think like what you said, a lot of people just like also with social media, we always say it's everyone's highlight reel of their life. So the people who aren't facing these inner demons throughout this COVID time and becoming a better person for it are the ones watching us that are are thriving and are flourishing, but they're not seeing all the hard work that happens behind the scenes. And like you said, it's you go through hell in order to see the light. Um, but a lot of people don't actually, I think a lot of people aren't brave enough or don't have the tools and techniques to face what they need to face in order to better themselves in order to become a better person or in order to chase their dreams or whatever they need to do, make the changes. Um, so yeah, I think there's, I even say to my husband, there's two types of people during Corona. There's people who pivot and thrive or there are people who just accept that life shit or whatever and give up. And those are the people that are struggling.
1: Definitely. There's opportunity in every single situation. And that's what I always try and teach my clients is that you need to work from a place of possibility, not circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not to say, I mean, I will admit the night that lockdown was officially uh, announced in March, I think it was, I sat on the couch and I, I was in tears. A lot of people had pulled out of my coaching programs. I was like, babe, I don't know how I'm going to afford food for the month. You know, luckily I do have a good support system, but the next day I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I have a choice. I can either choose to pivot. And I did. I pivoted quite hard in my business and put my head down. And for the last seven months I have, I've put my head down. I've worked so hard to get to where... and. When I say I work so hard, it's also come with ease and grace because I've been so inspired to do the work. That's the difference because I always say to people, take inspired action, not just action to be busy. So I have. I've taken that inspired action. It has been a lot of hard work. And for the last seven months, I've put my head down and my business has grown incrementally to points that I never thought it would get to. Not so soon. I've always visioned it, Mm -hmm. but I've never thought it would come this soon. So it does. It happens when you put your head down, you decide to work from a place of possibility as opposed to circumstance. Because if I worked from circumstance, mind you here, it would be shut. I'd probably be looking
2: for another job right now you'd probably still be thinking about starting it because that's what most people are doing spending (laughs) years thinking about starting it. And I think also just to go back to that point about how we're speaking about growth during this period, like we even spoke about it in our last podcast where I love to use the quote, growth is uncomfortable. And that's the whole thing that you were speaking about now, Kai, is that like people feel that uncomfortability when they are forced to like look within themselves. And it's so, so much easier to just be like, not today. Or like, I'm not dealing with this now. I'll deal with it whenever. And the more you do that, the more you push it and push it and push it, it literally just piles and piles and piles and piles and piles. And then we get those explosions from people or from ourselves or from our mind or from whatever the situation is. But that's what we were saying now is, yes, we are at a point where we are all great and comfortable with ourselves and comfortable with our jobs, but we are still always wanting to grow more. And yes, we're at a point where previously in my life if I'd looked at the person I am now in future goggles I would be like holy shit Bianca you've done well for yourself you know now I'm still looking at my future goggles and I'm like girl I see you I'm gonna come there I know where you are like it's growth all the time but people don't know the steps that we take to get there it's been super crap for everyone like let me get not get any of this wrong like Many tears, many times of thinking you can't, many times of just being like, is this really who I am inside? Like Rox and I actually say, Rox has said to me before, like you sometimes sit and think, how's it possible for my own mind to get to this place? Like, how can I be thinking these thoughts, you know? And it goes through to everybody. It's not to say that here we are all happy doing well, we don't have bad thoughts. Everyone has bad thoughts, but it's about the growth process. It's super, super uncomfortable.
1: Definitely. And it's about how you, what you go through, you grow through. Mm -hmm. And that for me has always just got me through Like Whenever a tough time comes up, I'm like, right, I'm actually ready for this. When I fail, I actually love failing now because I've programmed my mind to know that Failure is only feedback, like Rock said in the beginning. And every time I fa- fail, I'm like, right, the next thing is going to come to me now because I've failed, I know this experience and I can use this for the next time I try. And that's the thing, people give up
0: too quickly as well. Definitely. And I think people also, I mean, we know because we literally... I would call ourselves go-getters (laughs) because we come up with an idea and we're like, oh, I'm so excited. Let's do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But tomorrow we'll come up with a new idea. I think because of a lot of people don't actually ever try anything. They'll never know what it feels like to even fail or to succeed. And it's just that like first little speed bump you need to get over to start anything a lot of people don't know how to get over that first little speed bump or are too scared or worried to do it definitely yeah i think that's also related to uh, it's so funny
2: because you grow up and people tell you the whole time like you know, you need to pick one thing that you're good at. Don't dip your fingers in too many cups, or like, don't do. And you're just like, who the hell are you, number one? And number two, you have to dip your fingers into all the cups to see what you're good at, and to see what you love, and to see what you enjoy. And you have people looking at us from the other side that are going, "Ah, oh, Carly, you know, I knew Kylie, She must just stick what she's good at, whatever her old job. You know, why is she trying to do so many things?" Or uh, Roxy's trying to now do something else with her life or like Bianca's a makeup artist why is she now starting a podcast um, because I really enjoy it and we really love what we do and there's nobody telling you that you can't do more than one thing just because you are this person or you have this job it doesn't label who you are or what you are you guys can dip into me as many little cups and fingers as you need to. Mm-hmm. Definitely
1: and I think that also goes into limiting beliefs and identity because often we grow up with these belief systems and this is what a lot of the work I do is removing those limiting beliefs but we grow up with these limitations that have been set either from society from our parents it's not to blame our parents it's just to acknowledge the fact that they can set limitations for us and it's never to blame them because they had their parents they had their parents and so on and so forth so I always say that our parents did the best that they could with the resources that they had available. It's never to blame them, but it's to acknowledge that they've also given us limitations. It's to acknowledge that society has given us limitations. And when you realize that you are the universe in ecstatic motion, it's my favorite quote by Rumi, um, but when you stop acting so small, you are the universe in ecstatic motion, you realize that you can expand so much further than what you are currently playing at in life. And Often, often, often I'm like, wow, I'm thinking so big. And I look back at who I thought I was when I was thinking big, and I'm like, you were playing small goal. Yeah. You, can, you can step it up, you can play
0: bigger, you can be do and have anything that you want. Definitely. And I remember in one of our coaching sessions the other day, we were talking about like how you have this vision, and as you start to build your Yourself up to reach that goal, your goals just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, even though you keep thinking like you've still got so much more to climb just because your goals are getting bigger and bigger, you need to just take a step, like just fling your head back, look back over your shoulder, and see how far you've come. Because I think a lot of people lose sight of all the work that they put into something, just keeping their eye on like the main prize, but not actually realizing how much work they've done, how much they've accomplished on that path to wherever they want to go.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's where people also get confused with the concept of gratitude. And I know that might sound a bit weird right now to bring gratitude into this, but a lot of people say to me, Kylie, there's so much more that I want in life. How can I be grateful? and still want more and that's the programming and conditioning of our subconscious mind is that our subconscious mind always wants us to continue to grow and evolve always 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 it's constantly pushing for us to grow and evolve but gratitude comes in of appreciating the journey because If you are constantly wanting to reach the the end result, which there is no end, there's no end to this kind of work. There's no end to the work that you can do, the impact that you can create, the self-awareness that you can have. So there is no end result. So you have to have gratitude and appreciation for where you are on the journey every single day. Because if you don't appreciate the journey, you just rip out the fun and the magic and the wonder from it all.
0: Definitely, and I think with gratitude also, and you've said this to me a lot as well, is that you need to have a break, like just take a day where you cut yourself off from everything you're doing and just rest and relax, because I think a lot of us, especially when we found our passion, and also this goes back to you say you're working so hard, but it doesn't feel like you're working hard because you're doing something you're passionate about. The like double-edged sword part of that is that you work so hard that you don't even realize when you are getting burnt out. And that was me on Monday thinking I was going to wake up with a, the flu bad on, on Tuesday morning. I was freaking out. Happy's making me flu tonics and all these other things I won't discuss on the <laughs> podcast. But um, I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, oh, you need a rest. Luckily, I wasn't sick. But I was like, oh, you need a rest. That's your body telling you you need to just take some time out for yourself.
1: Exactly, and our bodies, because I know we want to talk more about the mind-body connection, our bodies. Yes, (laughs) the mind-body connection. So I was about to say that with Rox being sick on Tuesday, it was like her body's way of slowing her down. And it's actually such a beautiful thing that our bodies do have such an innate and natural way of being able to tell us what's wrong. And this is where I'm not going to go too much into like the meta health side of things because it's a lot of information. But if our energy is not in alignment in our body, it can create dis-ease, which is disease. So our body is always constantly telling us what's wrong with ourselves. And that's why I have a program, Mind Your Body. And in that, it looks specifically at this mind-body connection. If you do not have the right mindset, you're not going to have the healthiest version of yourself. So I always tell people to remove the word weight from their dictionary, because I know a lot of people have this positive intention of, I want to lose weight. But When you look at that and you look at the limitations around it what you focus on expands that's what the law of attraction states so the universe doesn't understand the difference between a positive or a negative construct of a sentence it just knows that which you're focusing on so if you're focusing on weight as opposed to health you're going to get more weight and that's why a lot of people are like i just don't understand why I'm not getting to the healthiest version of myself or I'm not losing weight because their focus is all wrong. So I always say to people, focus on health. When you're focusing on health, your body does have beautiful natural ways of healing itself. It really, really does.
0: I think that's so important because a lot of people don't realize how connected... Our body is with our mind. Um, and it was a book that you gave me. What's it, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, that literally blew my mind. I was even saying to B, I was like, you have to read this because obviously she struggles with endo. And I was like, your mind, you can literally just if you know how like the back to it and understand how it works, you can literally tell yourself to heal your body.
1: It's crazy. So on endo, um, I actually have a client with endometriosis. Well, she thought she had. And in Mind Your Body, we worked on a lot of her limitations around that, a lot of her beliefs and everything. And eventually she said, She's like, Kylie, like, I'm not waking up with pelvic pain anymore. This is ridiculous. Like, how, like, this is crazy, crazy, crazy. But then something happened and it came back. And she was like, I'm in so much pain. So she went in for surgery and she actually, when she went in for surgery, they could not find any endo tissue. absolutely none. It was a cyst on her ovary. So same sort of pain, but different kind of thing. And that was caused from a deep secret that she was holding onto in her shadow self. And it was just so interesting, once we released that, she was able to have so much relief in so many areas of her life, to the point it's even helped a business flourish and thrive, which is just so interesting to see those connections. And yeah, our body really is telling us everything that is happening inside of us at an emotional level. And that's why I always say to people, yes, you have to be a positive person and feel good about yourself. But if you're not feeling good inside yourself, because there's also such a thing as high vibrational foods and low vibrational foods, guys, you all know them. I don't need to preach to you here, get rid of the sugars, get rid of the processed foods, get rid of the crap. You guys know this. (laughs) Um, But if we can start to feel good within ourselves and every single cell inside our body is starting to feel this high vibrational energy, you can tap into
0: that healing so much easier. So much easier. Mm. I think that's something (laughs) V's like, I need to work on this. No, well, I think
2: it's so difficult because I am, I think I'm a very conscious person about the way I think and all of that. I just think endo is such a different, like it's so hard because it's so different for so many people that it can be um, completely physical. It can be also completely, Mental, and when I say mental, it's not that it's mental that it's there, it's like Mm -hmm. can be created from like things that you've gone through, through like body traumas. And that's why I mean, we can have a whole podcast on endo Mm -hmm. one day, but it's uh, that's also, yeah, that's just why I want to inform people more about it because people just don't have the knowledge on endo at all, and a lot of people aren't aware that they can fix it with their. Like, if you want to journal, like you like journaling, just like by working through their things, they can actually work through their endo too. But that's how we speak about, obviously, the mind body connection. Yeah. Everything is connected.
1: <laughs> Everything. Everything. And that is, so there's even a universal law for that. It's the law of oneness. Oh, Sorry. I,
2: just <laughs> I literally just saw <laughs> Kylie. I was like, Are oh, you smoking <laughs> on Zoom? And she literally just lived there. <laughs> Oh, That's so funny.
0: That's so I'm, 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 I was like I I'm
2: didn't nice picture you as a something. smoker especially not inside like your house while <laughs> you're on a zoom meeting like <laughs> so so
1: spelling everyone's negative energy that they might be feeling to raise the
2: vibe amazing. Uh,
1: yeah so I, I forgot I lost our train of thought um where were we going with the sorry
2: no we were just speaking about mind body connection and we were speaking about how Rox was saying how you can heal yourself with your mind and I think a lot of people don't realize When it comes to the mind-body connection and like healing your body from your mind, a lot of people like, like, my dad likes to use the word sometimes of woohoo. He's like all that woohoo stuff. (laughs) He's like, sometimes things are woohoo. And I know my brother sometimes is also like, there's things I can speak to him about and the thing that he looks at me and he's just like, why are you telling me this? Why are you speaking to me? He's like, you know, I'm not going to listen to any of this stuff. But it's those kind of people that, I think the change comes very, very slowly. It's like picking at a brick wall and they kind of have to hear it from other people until it goes, "Whoa, like I need to start doing things for myself, you know? And I think, I know this is so off topic, but we were saying like we are that generation where I think we've realized that in some way, shape or form, we are all able to actually teach our parents where our parents were like back in their day, pretty much always, I know it's a generalization but they were submissive to their parents and parents knew everything and the parents were the be all and end all and now we are like going through this massive shift in the universe where we are able to like wake our parents up in the same way that we've been woken up and I've had the ability to wake up or like start my journey from the age of 23 and I've got my mom who's now sitting in her 50s and is going be like I'm learning so much from you at the age that you are now like I want to start meditating I want to start doing things like good for my body and like my parents in their 50s and almost 60 are wanting to like start yoga and it's lit, like it's never too late no matter how old you are your mind body connection and like figuring it out and like starting your personal journey is like can happen no matter how old you are I watched a video yesterday of a guy was going around on whatsapp I'm sure people saw it but there's this old man he's got like the world record for sprinting he's in his nineties. He took up sprinting when he was like, I think in his seventies, I might get the actual years <laughs> wrong, but he took up sprinting in his seventies. And he was like, he used to be an architect and he refuses to let his body get old because he saying he's, he's really vain. He wants to stay fit, but he started sprinting and he's got all these world records and he travels around the world and he does these sprinting races. I think he's the only person in the race, but he's got all these world records. And his whole thing is like, for him, adrenaline is so important in his body. Like, feeling that amazingness and feeling that healthiness and whatever he's like, you have complete control over your body. And he's like, it's not saying that I'm trying to fight old age because I'm growing old gracefully and growing old is one of the most amazing things in the world, but I know I need to keep that mind body connection and that whole, connectedness with his body he's like you can't go through your through your life and not have muscles you can't go through and it's so cute it's like this little old man he's like <laughs> doing the sprint it's like the slowest job you could ever do but it's like he's got world <laughs> records for it and it's so important that's what he's saying and no matter how old you are you can always start your journey
1: exactly and i think a lot of a lot more people are waking up to this fact and it, it's it's incredible there's so much and that's that's what i love is that there is science now that's starting to back up the woo-woo and that's where i love looking into that stuff so that's more meta health of people noticing that when you have a trauma and there are now ct scans to show Day of trauma happening, you can often find that that's when dis ease started in your body. It's super, super fascinating. There isn't a lot of information out there about this stuff. Um, and we can go into conspiracy theories for days, but yeah. there's not a lot of information out there about this stuff, but it's being proven true
0: time all time the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Quantum physics is coming out with a lot more information. And I know a lot of people say that that's like a pseudoscience, but I love quantum physics and I love learning more about it and getting confused by it because quantum mm-hmm, physics mm-hmm. is also very confusing. If you think you understand quantum physics, you have no idea what it is about at all. Yeah. You
0: don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just makes me think of Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like half the time, I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. But, but it's but interesting. You <laughs> it have to be yeah. that smart to understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. True. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and I love the point that you touched on where like you're never too old to start. Mm -hmm. So many people that are in like their 50s or even their 60s, like it's too late. My life's gone by. Um, I can't change my mind. I can't change my life. I can't change. And like, you can literally wake up one day when you're 85 years old, maybe like some light bulb goes on and you just want to go on this self growth journey you can do it like I was saying my favorite quote the other day is whether you think you can or you can't you're right because you either make the decision and you do it and you can do it or you decide you can't and that's the end of that and basically cutting off your your future path to anything Mm -hmm. that's my mom I always use the example of my mom because
2: my mom is one of those people that we've heard like since growing up and like you always say you don't blame your parents she's also going through a, a patch now where she's like You're actually right like when i bring points to the surface she's like you're actually right but my mom's always been that kind of person growing up where she's like this is how i am or this is who i am like i'm not going to change or i can't change or this is how i am and i'll always be this way and i think eventually you have to realize that you are that way because you say you are that way and it's as simple as it sounds sometimes people are like please that's bullshit it's exactly that's exactly what i said to my mom i said you are this way Whatever her issue is with herself, you are this way because you keep saying to yourself, this is who I am. You've said it Mm -hmm. into the universe a million times. You're saying this is who you are. So how can you digress and get away from that if all you keep feeding back to yourself is, this is who you are and you can't change. It's because you're not willing to change. And that's what I think you always speak about, which is amazing. And the universe doesn't know about the words that you're putting out and what you want to focus on. It just focuses on what you're putting out. So if you keep putting out, I can't change, I'm not going to change, That's all that happens. But open yourself up to the opportunity of change and accepting that even if you don't know what you do need to change at this point, you're open to the possibilities of learning or accepting or coming to the surface what those things are that you need to work on. You just have to, the first point is like, I think opening yourself and accepting that we all have work to do, every single person. Completely
1: as a human being, you are a work in progress. And I love how you've touched on the I am concept. That's why I've even got the I am journal because whatever you write after I am, you become. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's literally the reason why I named it the I am journal because a lot of people don't realize that the the statements that they say about themselves ring true. And that, that is truth to them, but actually it's just a belief system and the belief system can be myth busted. That's what you have to do with your limiting beliefs. You have to myth bust your own belief systems. And when you start to dig deeper and break through them, you realize, well, actually I'm not this person or I'm actually stronger than I thought I was. I'm braver than I thought I was. I also have this part. And that's a beautiful thing about having this human experience, because I believe that we are all souls choosing to have this human experience. And because we've chosen to have this human experience, we also choose to be multifaceted beings, which means we have parts of us that are pathetic and weak, but we also have parts of us that are strong and brave. And when you start to embrace all parts of yourself, that's when things also start to change. So so I
2: love that. That was cute. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that was, I was going to say that was sweet and cute. I just made up a new word. I was like, that was cute. (laughs) That was cute.
1: In the dictionary of health and harmony goals
2: yeah <laughs> yes it's happening it's happening <laughs> each person gets to add their word each <laughs> guest from an episode can add their words to the dictionary well i think
0: carly's will be wealth wow. Well, well, <laughs> well, yeah, I like that. there we go. Well, yeah. I love that. Um, um, obviously, now you've mentioned limiting beliefs, I know that's also another whole podcast that we could have, but if you could just touch on that, because I think a lot of people don't even realize what limiting beliefs are or that they even have them, and once people, I think, once people do start to realize that. Because I also think that limiting beliefs boil down to making choices at the end of the day, because it's your mind either thinking you can or you can't. Um, but yeah, if you could just explain a little bit more about what limiting beliefs are and how they cool. kind of hold us back in life.
1: So we'll do a brief explanation because yes. <laughs> very like a lot of stuff and a lot of information. And I love learning more about limiting beliefs. But essentially... We have, if, if you look at your external environment, so that is your bank account, your friendships, your career path, the home that you live in. If you are really, really happy with all of those things, it means that there's a vibration that's working really well for you. If you are not happy, and it, I'm going to speak about money because money is a great topic on this because we can all resonate with it so much quicker and easier. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you are wanting to make a lot of money, but you've been told throughout your lifetime that money is the root of all evil. You obviously do not want to be an evil person. It's it's part of your subconscious as being. Your subconscious is a morally correct being. So it's always making you do the right things that you believe are right. So again, this is a little bit on the extreme but if you believe that murdering people is the right thing to do you're not going to see any wrong with that value so your subconscious mind is just going to go along with that but if you believe that being evil is the wrong thing to be then your subconscious mind is always going to protect you so it's going to repel money from your existence because you believe that money is the root of all evil now those beliefs are drilled into your subconscious mind, and I've brought up the term subconscious mind a lot during this episode. But that's the entity that I work with. I don't work with people's conscious minds. I work with the subconscious mind. It gets to the root a lot quicker. Now, our subconscious mind is ninety; it runs ninety-seven percent of our being. You are always on autopilot, and I'm sure you guys will know this. Like you're not tapping on your heart saying beat. Beat, beat. It's just beating for you. It's like your body's doing all of these things for you naturally. You're not going breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. It's just happening naturally. So that's proof that our subconscious mind runs 97% of our being. Our conscious mind is 3%, 3% of our being. So your subconscious mind is taking in 2.3 million bits of information every single second, whereas your conscious mind is only taking in about 7 seven versus 2.3 million. Yeah. Okay. Quite a substantial difference. So a lot of people come to me and they're like, but Carly, I don't have a limiting belief. I'm like, I can guarantee you, you've got many limiting beliefs. I, I myself have done so much work on my limiting beliefs. I've still got a shit ton more to work through because we are this human having this growing evolving experience. Okay. So the limiting beliefs live in your subconscious mind and I've done a lot of work on my money mindset, and in a a session with one of my most recent mindset coach, rich people are greedy came out of my subconscious mind. I was like, whoa, where was that sitting? Because I've done so much work on it. And consciously, I know that rich people aren't greedy. It's the same concept as a, a knife. A knife can either be there to cut your pineapple and make the most beautiful meal, or you can go stab somebody with it. The knife is not a bad object. the the behavior around the knife is a bad object. So this is where our limiting beliefs set in and how they form is through a thought. So you've got a thought, And a thought that constantly gets thought becomes a belief system. That belief system then becomes your identity. Your identity then plays out into your behaviors, your habits, your values, and that becomes your environment. So that might sound a little bit confusing. So let me use an example of if you were a smoker. So I know both of you aren't smokers. So if I had to say to you, hey guys, after this podcast, let's go outside, let's have a quick smoke. You guys would be like, no, Kylie, like just no. And if I had to ask you, but but why? Why would you guys go have a smoke with me? You'd say because I am not a smoker. Boom, that's your identity. That is your identity. And can you see how that identity informs your habits? If you said I am a smoker, that would inform your habits of I am smoking. Mm-hmm. So when you want to make that huge change, you have to look at your identity and where does your identity start? Well, it starts with your belief systems and your belief system starts with your thoughts. So if you can change that whole paradigm inside your subconscious mind to run a different programming, it's like your operating system. You know, on your iOS phone, like you are always downloading updates for Apple and for Android and all of those things and you know that it's just going to like sort things out automatically you might don't know what those upgrades are but it's going to maybe have a different like facebook has just upgraded and now you can have a dark theme for example okay it's the same with your subconscious mind. you can upgrade it to have a different paradigm shift that's why an athlete will always go and eat healthy foods and exercise every day because it's their identity so it's such an important thing to see where your limiting beliefs are because when I started running I realized that the reason I struggled with it so much is because I grew up in a family where my mom always used to say oh running makes you old and aged running is bad for your body running is terrible for your knees and your joints and guess who always had injuries whenever I ran so it's amazing how those limitations and again my mom wasn't doing it to like be mean over oh, okay. obviously
0: not. <laughs> but
1: it's that is how she had been brought up to believe about running. And so forth, I had believed, taken on that belief too. So it's super, super fascinating and it's very multifaceted, like I said. That's just a simple explanation of them, but it can go a lot deeper, a lot deeper. So a lot of the work I do is not just in your body as you are here now, it's also generational patterning. So you could have, like I said, your mom's mom, your, her mom's 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 mom, you might have to. Abs- seven to 13 year well generations of belief systems passed down into you that you have to work through and then there's also past life belief systems that you could work through too but that's also another episode (laughs) for a completely different day but you can find them by just looking at your environment and saying am I happy with my career am I happy with my bank account am I happy with my relationships if you're not
2: there's a limiting belief there I think it's also super important to, I mean, when I hear you speak about limit, limiting beliefs and we did that workshop with Rox as well, where I heard you speak about it and it was also our opening because as we say, we all trying to grow every day and I sat back and I thought, what limiting beliefs do I have around money and those things? Because that's what we were speaking about. And I said, also, one thing you hear often growing up is money doesn't grow on trees and it doesn't sound like a bad thing at all, but The more and more it's drilled into your head, the more and more you believe your whole life that you should only have a little bit, you know, because a little bit can go a long way and you don't have to have too much. And, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and that's instilled in your mind. And when I hear you speak about limiting beliefs, I think it's an easy way to put it for people is kind of breaking the cycle, breaking the pattern, because it's whether it's generational, whether it's in your own mind, we have to break that pattern of rethinking those thoughts and sometimes like you say you have clients that are like I don't have a limiting belief you you just have to sit and maybe even think about the people around you that you spend your time with or even when you're sitting with your parents and write down what are the things your parents say or are there things that your parents say a lot that you like no that's a quote my dad always says or that's a quote my mom always says start like realizing and becoming aware of those quotes and you're like flip, maybe I actually used that in my own mind. I didn't even realize, but I used that quote in my mind. And that was one realization for me personally was I, I did use that quote to my mind. money doesn't grow on trees, but why doesn't it? Do you know what I mean?
0: Money's made from paper. Exactly. So basically it does. That always used to be the comeback
2: <laughs> at school when you used to say, my parents, money doesn't grow on trees. I'm like, well, it's paper, little bitch. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I it's pretty much breaking the cycle.
1: Definitely. And I mean, the other day I saw this little girl, she was, I think she was with her grandmother and she was like, I want this peach. And her grandmother was like, for that price, that's ridiculous. And the farmers aren't even going to get that money. And it's just like, so, and it's just a system. And I was like, you have literally just given that poor granddaughter of yours, the biggest <laughs> limiting belief of I can never have because I cannot afford. Exactly. And and, and that's the thing. And I mean, money mindset is also so, 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 so interesting because you can either be living in a state of lack or one of abundance. And it, when you choose to start seeing abundance all around you, I mean, I appreciate every sense. If I walk past the five cent coin, you will be guaranteed to see me picking it up going, thank you, universe, abundance is all around me. And I do that because if I can't appreciate five cents, I'll never be able to appreciate a million rand or Mm -hmm. a million dollars. I've got big goals, guys. Mm -hmm. But um, no, you've
2: got even bigger goals, we know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you have to appreciate every single cent. And I think that's where people get this idea wrong of as well we were talking about gratitude and appreciation earlier you have to appreciate all the little things because the little things add up to the bigger things it's like it's like the ocean guys that's a massive body of water but each and every single drop adds to that ocean to make it this massive body of water you have to appreciate every drop of water not just the whole body of water so and and that's what abundance is it's about appreciating the abundance that is all around us all the time Mm
2: even in this situation of um, the seasons and stuff that we're in, people find it, it's so, it's so random to say, but like when you were younger, maybe you used to do this, but I never used to like sit and enjoy nature. And there's people that still can't do that in being older and not like growing up, you know, where I can sit outside now and have a cup of coffee and like just completely absorb nature for 10 minutes in the morning. And, I think it's accepting and like not accepting, it's like appreciating those things with abundance. Like now the all the cherry blossoms are starting to bloom and we went to the farm and that was one of the things I took away from that. It was just like the change in seasons and like everything, there's just abundance around us all the time. Like things are growing, things are changing, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, everything is changing. Yes, the plants are different, but the plants that are ready for that season are ready to grow. Like everything is just happening if and when it's supposed to happen. So...
1: Yeah, and I love the fact that you've brought up the seasons because there's the law of rhythm. There's a the law for everything, guys. Um, but the law of rhythm states that there is a season for everything. And, you know, a lot of people have just gone through their winter, like, yes, the actual season, but with COVID, it's, they've been through their winter. The, the economic climate is going through a winter right now, but winter doesn't last forever. Neither does summer. But you need winter to have everything become barren so that you can go within and literally turn over your soil to plant the new seeds when when spring starts coming about and in spring you have to be planting those seeds but it's not to say in winter you weren't harvesting your soil to make the soil nourished and rich to plant your seeds so every every season has its purpose and I mean, even my business has its cycles and women and men have their own cycles. And mm-hmm. it's just so, so, so interesting. It's, and men and women are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. Like if you are going through a tough r- time right now and you're listening to this, just know that your winter is not going to last forever, mm-hmm. but you have to still turn your soil over to make sure that when spring and summer does come about, you can harvest and you will literally reap what you sow.
0: So that's a cute way of saying it. Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Well, I think this has been an amazing chat. Um, thank you so much for being on our second episode ever. It's been amazing to have a guest actually. And there's so many topics. I think we need to even. Really yeah, I will definitely you. have you back. <laughs> um, awesome. Obviously also being our second podcast, completely forgot the layout of what we wanted to do and forgot to ask you our three rapid fire questions. So we might as well just do it at the end. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I am supposed to start with him, so at least your throat's warmed up now for your response. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to ask? You can go with the first one, but we'll go for it. Where is it now? I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, your
1: favorite quote. Stop acting so small, you are the universe in ecstatic motion.
2: Yeah, amazing, amazing. I was like, we heard that <laughs> somewhere before. <laughs> Okay. What is, okay. What's the next question? Okay. Yes. If you were a spirit, well, if you were a spirit animal, what would you be like? What is your spirit animal?
1: Sure. That's actually, okay. I actually know it's a giraffe because I like to believe even though I'm like very short, <laughs> but I like to believe that I'm a person that has her head in the clouds to dream big and see things from a different perspective, but still have my feet on the ground, anchored and grounded
2: to move forward and actually attain those goals. That's so cute. I love that. My mom's favorite animal is a giraffe. I feel like she's going to love this episode.
1: (laughs) I love giraffes, and I'm going to the Kruger next week, so I cannot wait.
2: Yeah.
1: And we're also going away this weekend to Mother Language. So I'm like, yes, bring me all the giraffes.
0: (laughs) Well, I feel like you go away every weekend. Goals. (laughs) Manifesting, going away. (laughs) And then the last question was if you were to find yourself on a deserted island what would be two things if you could have anything in the entire world to have with you what would you want to have with you on that island
1: okay definitely my fiance Lloyd because we actually make a really good team and I know that together like we, we each other's yin and yang so I'm the one with the crazy ideas and he's like okay babe but how are we going to do this so yeah. he would have to be, he would have to come along and sure I, I don't actually know like there's nothing material that I would really say it it would more be like can I have three things because I've got my mom and my dog (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: I was like waiting for you to say that you'd need your journal and your fiance I thought that was gonna be the answer she was like as long as I've got Lloyd and I can journal I can (laughs)
1: live yeah no I mean so for me like I've gotten to a point now where I meditate every night but it's not like a guided meditation I always do like a self-hypnosis to get myself into a sleeping state so I believe that I've got like and I think this is actually such a great representation of my brand I believe that I have everything inside of me all the tools I need inside of me to create whatever it is that I need without a journal that's so
2: cute I love that yeah. So, okay, just you okay. So, we you've got three things with you. We'll give you an we'll extra we give you an extra one. so is, is amazing.
0: <laughs> we did say it was funny, though. When
2: Rox and I answered these questions ourselves, neither one of us mentioned our husband or Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: In theory, they'd be there with us because we'd be yeah. on the airplane going somewhere together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: we need Josh to cook us like, yeah. some food on the on the beach. But anyway, yeah.
0: No. All right, Anasika,
2: cool. you were amazing. Thank you. It was so nice to chat to you. It's so insightful. Yes, I'm yeah, sure everyone's going to so have. Nice. Yes, and if you want to follow Kylie on any other social platforms, which you should if you're not already, we will put all of her details in the show notes of the. Of I was going to episode. say that ad, of the ad, <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, so they'll all be there, so you can follow Kylie on all of her things. It's not going to be Kylie; it's Mind Your Heroes. So, yes. if you're donoring, you don't already follow hero. her, follow her. Yes
0: amazing we'll have the best day
2: and kai you, you also actually sorry just to mention quick kai also has her own podcast so if you want to listen yes. to her podcast like tune into her podcast subscribe and I'll put the link in there for if you've got time. any extra information that you wanted to hear about from her i'm sure she's also got some episodes that you guys can tune into so and
1: we'll definitely have to have you guys on my podcast too yes. We're getting a relift lift and a relaunch so very oh, amazing
2: exciting. and a, a little facelift <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you
1: so much guys i really appreciate the time and the invite it's been
0: so much fun of course have a good day yeah enjoy your load shedding (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today we love spreading the light with our healing tribe of humans to get to know us better follow us on instagram and facebook at health and harmony goals
2: Or check out our website at www.health-harmony.co.za. That's health-harmony.co.za.
0: Until next time, keep healing our world. This podcast was proudly brought to you by Royalty CBD. CBD oil imparts a feeling of relaxation and calm and also plays a role in easing symptoms of many common health issues including anxiety, depression, acne and heart disease. Royalty CBD is also THC free. To get your own stash visit www.royaltycbd.co.za and use the code harmony 10 for 10% off.